Spags, we are back. We got together for a wild ship chasing show on Wednesday night. We had three games of football yesterday, but now we have to clear our minds for the week 12 main slate. And no more Bills debate. It was actually just one bill that made the winning lineup, so we could talk about that. But it's more about NFL Week 12. Who are the must plays? And importantly, more importantly, perhaps even, Black Friday is today. So we're going to compare some players to Black Friday sales. What's Tom Brady like? You're going to find out right after this short intro. Oh, or if I just click the over. I've been so much work in Pete. I've been editing for hours, doing short form videos, and like I can't even click the intro right now. <laughs> you're grinding, dude. You're, you're you're grinding so hard that you're just losing all of your mental faculties. I am deeply exhausted here, but guys, let's get into it right away because it's fantasy football time. We want to make sure that we're getting into the key news up top, and there's a lot of key news this week, a surprisingly large amount of key news, though. At this point in the NFL season, that is how it goes. Joe Mixon remains the concussion protocol, as I saw in the Fantasy Life newsletter right before the show. Seems like it could be another Samaj P. Ryan game after he just went off last game with Mixon going out with that concussion. How are you feeling about Samaj P. Ryan, Pete? Because he is going against a Tennessee team that... The one thing they do well is stop the run, the lowest success rate against the run in the league. Yeah, I mean, I at this point, I highly doubt that Mixon plays. I assume it's just going to be similar to kind of the Juju concussion protocol stuff last week where uh, it's just hard for these guys to clear in time. Yeah, I mean, the matchup isn't good. Uh, Tennessee much better uh, against the run than they are against the pass. But again, if you're getting Samaj P. Ryan in a bell cow role and he's what 5,600 on DraftKings this week. Yeah. He will be a, a very nice play at that, at that price point. Yeah, one of the tropes I've been kind of bringing to my play recently, and I think it's something that, you know, is, is shown its head twice in the last week. So that could always be a little bit of a recency bias thing. I was, oh, they're going to do a coffee pour. And I was, I was but I was like, it's too early to interrupt <laughs> spags. I mean, but now that you interrupted it, yeah, I'm please. I think if we could get to a point where you could almost not acknowledge the coffee pour, but subtly acknowledge it, like you start kind of whispering as you deliver your point and we don't like derail the show, I think that would ultimately be good. No, I think the people here, the goal is to get new people indoor. We love the community here and shout out to the chat. I guess pull up a bunch of chats on the screen. I appreciate each and every one of you hanging out this hungover after Thanksgiving trip to fan filled after Thanksgiving. But, you know, it's all about getting new people in and new people want you to hit the beats fast. They want you to answer trade questions. We're not going to do the latter part, uh, but we are going to do a lot more trying to hit things fast. But I'm with you on the overall thesis about like he's in a bell cow role, you know, sometimes when that's all that matters. But I tend to think that the defensive matchup against receivers matters less. And that's something where talked myself out of Devontae Adams last week, you know, going against Patrick Sertan, going against a tough a defense overall for the Broncos. You were worried. Just, um, what? You were worried about Patrick Sertan? Well, you were one of those guys? Not specifically Sertan, but that the Broncos had a minus 40% DVOA against wide receiver ones. So, like, yeah. but, but also Adams crushes man defense, so you kind of have to decide what that means. Same thing yesterday for Justin Jefferson versus the Patriots, where, like, we all know the Belichick takes away the favorite toy narrative, and I think I saw some funny tweets out there from people being like, yeah, he takes away the favorite toy unless that player is good, then he does nothing and just watches them go off, but like receivers, I think can beat these matchups more, but running backs, you're just getting stuffed time and time again. Like I tend to think those numbers are a little more sticky and this is me just kind of trying to read tea leaves for myself, but I don't know if you have any feelings about that, but I think the receiver matchups get overrated running back matchups. I feel like time and time again, get proven right. Um, yeah, I guess the, the whole, I agree. I think it's interesting though for DFS, right? Because it's always a cost 
thing. And at 5,600 for P Ryan, if he's catching four to five balls and getting 15 plus touches and getting the goal line work, I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to put up a 30 point score at that, at that price. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't love the spot for him and it'll be interesting to see what ownership is. And we're also going to have some other nice cheap plays. Um, it sounds like Leonard Fournette is going to play, but we also already have multiple reports out that uh, I just even saw it. Rashad White ready for a bigger role. Brian Leftwich says so. All the tea leaves are blowing toward Rashad White. That becomes an interesting one because the Browns matchup is certainly better than the Titans one, but you're going to have Fournette probably in there. So that that will probably be a, a fun tournament one where Rashad White naturally won't project as well as Pirine, but might just be a better play to your point because of the matchup. He yeah, gets an 11% DVOA boost to rushers from Cleveland's defense. Also a pretty high 9% missed tackle rate, a high rushing success rate, high rushing EPA allowed. So all the advanced stats would back that up as well. And I'm with you, Pete. If somehow Fournette were to get ruled out, Rashad White, I think, is going to be steamed up exponentially, but still probably be a good play. If Rashad White is in with Leonard Fournette, then these guys are both tournament players that could definitely get there and have some upside. The QBs, though, are going to be the headline grabbers. Zach Wilson officially benched for Mike White before they play Chicago, which is going to be a pretty soft matchup on paper for what Mike White White will have in his debut. Looks like Garrett Wilson going to be pretty chalky this week as well on DraftKings. How do you feel about this move? Because it feels to me kind of like a panic move to pull the plug on Zach Wilson. But he was so bad in that video that was going out there on Twitter where like not planting his feet. Like he throws like he's Josh Allen, but he's not Josh Allen. But like he has no mechanics right now. It's just like you might need to do it for his own sake. But I think it is like it's kind of unfair to bench him before he's going into like a really soft matchup that would actually give him the confidence. I don't think he was benched because of his play. Honestly, he's been awful this entire year. He was benched because he like fucking threw his team under the bus at the press conference. It was like taking no accountability. And I think Robert Sala is kind of an old school coach, right? You know, he was benching Elijah Moore for Elijah Moore, you know, being publicly frustrated with his role. I think this was like, holy cow, Zach, you're awful. And we're putting up with your bullshit, but then you go, it's, you're not giving any of the blame to, uh, to yourself here. Uh, so I, to me, I, I really thought it was like an attitude move. And I, I think it's probably just a lateral move as far as for fantasy, you know, I know there's some enthusiasm for Mike White checking down to Michael Carter. That's kind of the narrative I've seen because he did that a lot last year. But then I saw a Reeves tweet that made a really good point that said that was largely driven by how poor the wide receiver room was for the the Jets last year. I want to say Elijah Moore was out at that time too. And they were really down to a skeleton crew at wide receiver. So it makes sense that they're checking down a ton. So I'm not like running to the bank uh, with 10 targets for Michael Carter this week. You know, actually, the uh, Chicago defense on the year, one of the worst teams defending wide receiver ones, 29% DVOA boost according to Football Outsiders, which, by the way, I plug Football Outsiders a lot, talk about the data, think it does add value. We have a 25% off Black Friday going right now, so go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe if you want to take advantage of that. It'll cover you for a year and get you through the Football Outsiders Almanac, the preseason, all that stuff, any new features we add, including the FO40, uh, our draft coverage, which was really helpful for me with best ball. Uh, so go check that out for you guys out there. Uh, Black Black Friday sale, footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. And the other QB benching, this one's kind of a surprised me pete davis mills getting benched for kyle allen obviously they're facing miami gonna have to play from behind in this spot so it would have been theoretically where davis mills could have made himself some money could have made himself some opportunity could have made you guys who played him in fantasy this year actually feel good about him for once but kyle allen gets the shot and i feel like this kind of does nothing for me 
Yeah, it does nothing for me. Although I was reading uh, Karain's walkthrough this morning and he kind of sold me on it being an upgrade on Davis Mills. He goes, uh, among quarterbacks with at least 600 plays since 2018, Davis Mills ranks 50th in EPA per play. Only Zach Wilson, uh, convenient, and Josh Rosen have been less efficient. Meanwhile, Kyle Allen hasn't been good, but he's been in the Heineke zone where he could at least captain a functional offense. So I'm kind of selling myself on this being a slight upgrade. I guess I was asleep at the wheel in that. I always thought that Davis Mills was like surprisingly okay, you know, just surprisingly mediocre and not awful. But apparently I was wrong. The numbers say he's been horrendous. Yeah, I think his accuracy is not the best. 74% accuracy on the year. Actually, no, 75% accuracy on the year for Davis Mills, which is towards the bottom of the league. And certainly, you know, they have the weapons there theoretically. Like, I hate Nico Collins. I've certainly talked enough negatively about Nico Collins during basketball season. But, like, he actually has kind of looked pretty good this year. And Cooks uh, Cooks might be washed. Cooks might be negatively motivated. Would you play, if, let's say you're doing a 150 max, and I know Pete's not normally doing 150 maxes, but if you were, would you play one share of Kyle Allen? Because they are in a good game script, potentially have to keep up with Miami. Miami was going to be very chalky. Tyreek Hill looks like one of the best plays on the board. Would you give him a shot in one lineup? Uh, no, I, I'm definitely down to bring Collins along though, for like a bring back on a, on a Miami stack. But I just don't think, uh, you know, the only time I really get intrigued with totally punting it off at quarterback is if that quarterback has a decent amount of rushing upside, which Kyle Allen doesn't have, uh, I guess that's how you also fall for a Sam Ellinger type play. But yeah, I just, it's so hard to imagine him throwing for, you know, three TDs or 300 yards in this spot. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I would be willing to take one flyer or two. You know, it comes all down to the projection at the end of the day for me. But I think, honestly, even for me, where I'm going to put probably, again, 50 in the Millie Maker and do the various 20 maxes along with the Spy and the Red Zone and whatever, I could see getting one share of Kyle Allen just because, like, he's coming into a good spot. He has been good in previous spots. He actually did a decent uh, – had one good performance for uh, Carolina back in the day. I think actually won me some money, not like anything big, but enough where I remember it as Kyle Allen being in the pro column. And, Pete, as you know, not a lot of people in the pro column <laughs> in my memory banks. No, there is. And just one other point, again, that Crane highlighted for Collins is that he has kind of quietly usurped uh, Cooks as the right uh, wide receiver one. He's been digging into a lot of that uh, first read target data, um, which I think is pretty interesting. And Collins is at 22% and Cooks just at 17%. So, you know, the the quarterback essentially looking for Collins as the primary read there uh, more than Cooks, which I think is pretty interesting. Um, any other particularly interesting news that I might have missed this morning reading the Fantasy Life newsletter or things that you've seen that you just want to mention before we dig into the, the meat of this program here? I mean, I'm still a little uncertain on, you know, if Justin Fields is going to go or not. I know he's been getting in limited practices. The injury with the AC joint stuff sounded kind of uh, rough to me. Do you Do you have a lean on that? Do you think he's just going to be good to go? I think he's going to be good to go because it's a non-throwing shoulder. I feel like you can kind of tape that up, put some kinesio tape on it, and they'll they'll feel good enough about it. Or even if you want to give him some cortisone, you know, I think he could do it. Um, what, whether he should be doing it or not, I think is another question. But um, he's running hot right now. Like I think you want to see what he has. But you know, if I'm the Bears, I don't play him. But I think he seems like a gamer, and I think they could talk themselves into it. So my gut would say that he goes. Yeah. Yeah, initially I was like, there's no way he plays this week. They also have a bye coming up, but um, yeah, now that he's been getting in practices, I guess he'll go. It's a weird spot. Like, I'll tell you that, for DFS, no one is going to want to touch that game. I guess you mentioned Garrett Wilson will be a little bit popular. Um, maybe people talk themselves in to David Montgomery, but man, if if you do get like Justin, uh, Justin Fields and he's good to go, I mean, you're probably going to get him at uh, really, really low ownership.
Well, it's also too like this kind of matchup. The Jets defense has been good, and like, yeah, they'll probably put a spy on Fields or whatever. But I think that's the kind of thing where I don't know how you stop Justin Fields. And the way that a lot of times teams move the ball when that defense starts to kind of collapse in is moving around and getting the guy out of the pocket. And that's going to be right, right, right in Fields' wheelhouse. So uh, if he's healthy enough to go, if he's healthy enough to for them to deem that they should play, knowing that he's now their future, you know, their franchise QB. I think moving forward. I think you got to take some shots at him and just maybe stack it up in some way, bring it back with Garrett Wilson. Like there's ways to get creative there. Michael Carter too. Like if this game went off, like it actually would be pretty prominent and very low owned. I think relative to what the field's going to be doing. Oh, one other injury, one that I think is going to be important for fantasy is what's going on with the Cardinals wide receivers. So Rondell Moore and Greg Dorch both hadn't been practicing. And we also have the chance that Marquise Brown is supposed to come back. So that could be like a very interesting wide receiver room. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins just earning targets at an absurd rate. But like, who's the second target there? If you don't have, uh, you know, Dorch and Moore, and then you have Marquise Brown maybe getting eased back into things. So that'll be an interesting situation there, especially because the other personnel don't like flip, fit that slot role. So they're probably going to roll out a ton of two tight end stuff. I bet we see a lot more Trey McBride, some Steven Anderson. Um, so there might be some pump play stuff there on by the time Sunday rolls around. Yes. And especially this weekend too, people just pay less attention with it being Thanksgiving, people being off work today, uh, certainly going to be not as active as they are following the news. Even the content creators out there, there's just less out there being made right now. So pay attention to everything. You might give yourself a little advantage this weekend as we always advocate for. Uh, Pete, before we get to the Black Friday sales comparison, I do want to give you the, the platform here to talk about the Ships Giving Show because A, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Like I, a four-hour stream, if, unless you're the badge bros doing that every day, strapped <laughs> in teams. Hard to do normally, but it flowed well. A lot of fun. I think it's worth checking out for people out, out there. I'm sure you can find the link easily for yourself, but it's not like it's a thing that, oh, it's a Thanksgiving slate show, so now it's not timely and relevant. Like You can watch it and have a good time. But that was a lot of fun, Pete. So uh, how, how do you feel about uh, the big Featherball boys now that they've copyright struck you on the channel? Yeah. So I, for, yeah, it was early, early on in the show. We were just, uh, we went down a rabbit hole of watching like obscure sports. And Pat told us about this feather bowling thing that basically looks like, um, these guys bowling in a basement with a big hunk of cheese is basically the best way I could describe it. And apparently they have super strict copyright laws because Spags, you and I have experienced this on my channel when we did our wrestling. Was that WWE? Yeah, yeah, they copyright struck us during the show. <laughs> during the show. That is still the most aggressive. And at least that makes sense to me. Like huge organization, like these rights are worth a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. But in normally for people who don't know what happens is like, say you use a song you don't have the rights to, they basically say, you can't monetize this video with ads. The creator or whoever owns this song can run ads on your stream, but you can still keep your footage up. And that's normally what happens. And even some of our ship chasing clips will get flagged. And it's like, whatever, who cares about the $30 of ad revenue? But they actually blocked the entire video from being seen. And like, I hadn't even put any ads up on the show yet. I mean, like fucking big feather bowling. Just, I don't know who the hardos are over there, but they came after us hard. They will forever be an enemy to ship chasing. Luckily we got it back up because I had to remove that content. So that is lost to the sands of time. Um, we, we hate pickleball and now we hate big feather bowling. That's honestly probably the thing with the featherball guys is that they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, pickleball's getting ahead of us. It's like when MLB used to like take clips off of Twitter right away where they don't want the sport to grow. Same thing for featherball where they just like they're not keeping up with pickleball because of things like this. We would have been the biggest advocates for the sport moving forward. And now they'll never get your influencer capabilities.
It's just absolute. I mean, it's such convoluted logic. I mean, you're trying to grow this stupid niche sport, and then we put it out to the world on a massive platform viewed by tens of tens of people. I mean, that's just really backwards. Jeremy asking an interesting YouTube question. I was wondering if you could still keep the tips if you get flagged. Do they take that too, or is it just like the ad revenue that goes away? No, no. The the tips are the tips have been secured and then donated back to Chris G and uh, Daigle, who won our uh, our little Gretsch.com contest. But no, they they can't take those. It's basically just normally after show you can set up the ads, um, and that's just general you know YouTube placement for ads, and they uh, they strip you of that. Yeah, so there you go. So that's the, the behind the sausage there. And I've already paid off my shares to Chris G and Daigle. Uh, Gretch.com, Pete, I'll tell you what, not getting repeat business for me, at least for a year. Yeah, I know. Really, I mean, the fact that we had to wait until, I mean, it was like midnight East Coast time before those scores populated. I It's just, I think I might have to go play elsewhere spags it's hilarious that gretch had to do that like with his family because he committed to doing a bit at 12 30 a.m drunkenly yeah. <laughs> i will say that it was it was a lot of fun uh it was i you know hacking together our own uh contest that was only very slightly different than sites who automate it for us was a, a very fun drunken thing to do but of course, it's Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Monday uh, on Monday, Pete. And that means that we got to talk about some of the things going on out there. We got to compare players to Black Friday sales. And I don't know if you want to go first, if I want to go first, because I think this is a pretty fertile category that I came up with on very little sleep, very congested, very hungover. And yet I think we're ready to, to do some great YouTube shorts content. I feel like this is one of those times where you act like you didn't do a lot and then you like whip out a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> you made for this. Now this will be entirely text-based and I'll add in some graphics on the YouTube shorts version. Also, you guys are aware if you're a subscriber to the channel, you're going to see more shorts coming out from us because I've kind of realized like these shows aren't evergreen, unfortunately. Like some of the stuff Pete and I do as individual segments are, but then the whole thing itself, like who cares about week 12 by the time 2023 rolls around. So I'm going to try to put our best moments on shorts moving forward so we have some kind of way that people can go back and get introduced to what we do here. So just keep that in mind. Either way, Pete, though, it's Black Friday. Who you got to yeah. compare? Yeah, I mean, I think the the spirit of this uh, segment is looking at some discounts that you can scoop up now that will then bring you joy during the holidays. And Ooh. for us around here, the, the holidays are the fantasy playoffs, weeks 15 through 17. So I think we can unearth some deals of guys who might be able to uh, provide some value to your team down the stretch. You know, what, Spags? You're, so you're I went a different way. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm literally comparing players to specific Black Friday sales, real or imagined. <laughs> <laughs> okay we went different ways in this i thought we were saying which players are deals right now no why, why don't you do yours and then i'll do you do one of yours and i'll do one of mine and we'll figure it out <laughs> okay um mine here was a guy who is a little out of sight out of mind but has a really juicy schedule uh for the fantasy playoffs for uh running backs and that is jk dobbins and i know it might not work out he's forever injured but it's pretty clear that that team is desperate for playmakers outside of Mark Andrews right now. They're just not getting anything really from the running game. And I do think JK Dobbins coming back, getting Cleveland week 15, Atlanta 16 pit week 17. He could be one of those guys that uh, explodes down the stretch and wins some, some leagues. So I'm buying low on JK Dobbins, although most leagues uh, trade deadline has already passed. I think you just seem a little bit tilted about your getting roped into the Kenyon Drake train last week. And now you're like, oh, JK Dobbins, you're the only one I can trust. Yeah, I mean, Kenyon Drake, I would prefer to never utter those words ever again in my life. So for my first pick, Pete, I'm going to say 
Tom Brady, to me, feels a lot like a Black Friday sale at Sharper Image where just a bunch of gadgets. Sure, it seems cool. Sure, you've been seeing it at the mall for 25 years, but it's just a boomer play, Pete. I don't need a chopping device that also helps me lose weight. I don't need a scale. Why am I all going to be weight related? I don't need a scale that tells me my body fat percentage and also doesn't work after one week. That's what Tom Brady is at this point. He's just gimmickry. He's just a broke man. Doesn't even have his FTX money anymore so to me <laughs> tom brady pure sharp image is what i'm seeing for him all right i'm gonna pivot and play along with your version of this uh hang on put on on the screen here oh yeah all right so i couldn't help but notice that this dyson v12 detect slim cordless vacuum here is uh is only 4.99 and how about another slim guy who's gonna suck up targets down the stretch and that's marquise brown coming off of ir the Cardinals could really rebound here. And if there's if there's anyone who screams Dyson V12 detect slim cordless vacuum, it's Marquise Brown Spags. Well, all right. Let me now I gotta pull up. <laughs> the thing is, I don't think this is an actual sale that's going to be occurring here. However, I will say, what if there were a sale, Pete? On Boeing airplanes, let's say that you can get a Boeing airplane for yourself for 30 days just for the price of one commercial flight. To me, that'd be like getting Tyreek Hill right now, a man who is going to explode this weekend once again. He's chalk. Everybody's terrified to play him as chalk. Yet week after week, 190 air yards. He's facing Houston, one of the worst teams in the league, and defending both wide receiver ones and wide receiver twos. So you can get Tyreek and your Jalen Waddle double sacks this week and hope they go off. I think to me, Pete, if you see this Black Friday sale at Boeing, what could you think of besides Tyreek Hill? Uh, I love it. And it also made me think, have you seen that uh, documentary on Netflix about the guy, I think it was in the 90s, uh, who went for the Pepsi like rewards thing that was like an actual fighter jet? Was uh, I know it exists, it but I've not seen it now. Okay, yeah, I, I recommend it. It's pretty fun. So yeah, I, buying a Boeing jet, it's like in that thing, they were like, can you actually get and actually buy a, a military fighter jet. Um, and as long as you're not using it for nefarious purposes, I think it's fine. So yes, I think we should go in on a Boeing jet with our YouTube ad money. All right. So you got another one for me, Pete, on this new thing that I'm making you pivot to testing your improbabilities. Yeah. You know, we're just, uh, we're just really fucking winging it as we go, but you shouldn't be winging it with the anchor 622 magnetic battery, also known as MagGo, 5,000 megahertz foldable magnetic wireless portable charger and USB-C iPhone. You know what? This magnetic battery reminds me a lot of Rashad White, who's going to have a magnetic pull with the ball being put in his belly down the stretch. Rashad White is going to be a league winner. He is going to be tethered to the pigskin weeks 15 through 17 spec. Yeah, no, and honestly, he goes well with the Sharper Image products too. Like here's yeah. the new version. Here's get your stuff in Amazon. Don't go to Sharper Image to get sucked into getting a massage chair for $3,000. That's Tom Brady life. Rashad White life. It's nice, nice little Amazon products you can get for cheap. That'll add some value. But here's one for me, Pete, and this is going to be native to you as well. I think that uh, a little baby Einstein sale reminds me of Justin Fields because right now you can get him at a discount, especially this week even. He's got a shoulder injury, but all he's going to do is grow and improve and build brain function for both you and for himself. And I think that's the kind of toys that I want in my life. That's what I want little Luca playing with. That's what I want you guys playing with. So just get yourself a nice discount on baby Einstein. Get yourself a discount on baby Einstein, Justin Fields. I love it. I love it. I got another one here. Uh, we got the Ampere uh, shower power, hydropower, Bluetooth shower speaker, waterproof, detachable, portable, rechargeable mini. Who the fuck writes the titles for these, honestly? <laughs> but to me, 
This is Josh Allen because even though he's going to be in the elements weeks 15 through 17, they have a brutal uh, schedule, no indoor games, no warm weather games. He's going to be in the shower, getting showered with rain. But this man is built to shine in those elements. I think his UCL stuff, it looks behind him, had another 30-point day yesterday against the Lions. I think he's going to be belting out tunes down the stretch thanks to this hydropower Bluetooth shower speaker. Can we talk about how that looks a little bit like a butt plug? It does. Like, what the like, what is this thing? It attaches to the faucet. I mean, this is too much. You turn your shower head into a Bluetooth speaker. This is an answer to a question no one is asking. No one is saying, like, hey, I love having a shower speaker, but could I actually just screw it into the the uh shower head? Like, who the fuck is doing this? You just slap it against the wall. One thing I actually did look at at one point was like a speaker within the pillow that like I could hear, but my Oh, good. But my significant other could not. That was a, a thing that I thought would be a good product. So I get it on some level, but I'd rather have like the coffee bean thing that makes the shower more powerful that people get on Instagram. It also looks like an SLR camera as like if you install the security cam uh, in your shower here. I, I hate this thing. It might be both, honestly. <laughs> All right. Well, another sale that I'd be interested in or maybe not so interested in, but I think it has some relevance this week in particular. I feel like this L.L. Bean Black Friday sale where I've been getting hit a lot on, on email. I don't know. I'm not a big L.L. Bean guy. I think I've bought maybe one or two things from there in my life. But it reminds me a lot of Antonio Gibson, who this week, let's say he's potentially useful. He'd probably be better off going a variety of ways. L.L. Bean has got OK products across the board, but nothing is like great. Like if I'm going to get a coat, I'd rather get an Arc'teryx. If I'm going to get shoes, I'd rather get Jordans or Timberlands or something else out there there uh, even some uggs nice cozy uggs so to me ll bean the antonio gibson of brands pete and you can get it this week for 20 percent off i love it um here uh i can keep going forever um well, I, give, give me one more one more because i got okay. one more so next up we have the KitchenAid full-size dish rack light gray normally 84.99 down to 39.33 this is the kansas city passing offense right now outside of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. We just have a, a hodgepodge of dishes, no one separating, but this KitchenAid, which is essentially Patrick Mahomes, he is going to support a variety of these guys. You're going to have the pans in there, the pots. You're going to have your uh, your knives in there. That's your Justin Watsons, your Sky Moores, your MBSs. You never know what's going to be in that KitchenAid, but Patrick Mahomes will take care of you. Oh, okay. I like that one. This one is more of an abstract concept, but I think you, you'll get where I'm going with this one. So let's say the, the beans from Jack and the Beanstalk are on sale for 33% off. Pete, can I interest you in some 2023 shares of Kyle Pitts and Best Ball? That's what they are. If you plant Kyle Pitts to the ground next year, he's going to be a big, strong boy. He'll do everything for you. That's going to be telling you every day next year from April through August. And I think that's what it is. We're just planting these beans and hoping they grow up. And that's that's the Kyle Pitts experience. Do you believe my take that I said on ship chasing the other night that uh, guaranteed he ends up going in the third and fourth round uh, over the course of best ball mania next year? I think so. I think, I think closer to the fourth, but I think for sure he's yeah. going to go pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think it would be, I think he he'll have honestly like a floor of the fourth round. And then if you get like some kind of crazy coaching or QB upgrade, I think he'll just like go back to where he was even going into the season. Everyone's just so mad and angry right now, but just kind of falling victim to classic uh, recency bias. And then next year you're going to go and you're going to look at the tight ends. And you're going to see Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews and be like, yeah, I like those guys. And then you're going to be sitting there in the fourth and fifth round looking at, um, yeah, I could wait and take Tyler Conklin 
or I could just fucking take Kyle Pitts right now and people are going to take Kyle Pitts. The thing too is you'll see like, oh, he got a bunch of D targets per game. Like it didn't work out, but like this offense, another year under Arthur Smith, Drake London's going to step forward. Like there's so many ways to easily talk yourself into it. And at the end of the day, you, you know, drafting young players who still can hit their ceiling and Kyle Pitts will point to that 1000 yard rookie season will point to the bright moments. The one, <laughs> the bright moment this year that he had uh, besides that, I feel like it's, it's a situation where he is the profile of the kind of player you should be drafting. And that's why I think that'll carry it highly, even though he is very likely to do the exact same thing next year did nobody surprise no no but we are masochists all right let's do it we got an underdog battle royale and of course you can always play with along with us on underdog by using that promo code splash they will double your deposit up to 100 dollars. you also have some nice uh pick em promos going at any given time that you'll get in your inbox a lot of times from underdog so go check them out go play an underdog use that promo code splash to double your deposit this filled pretty fast pete and i feel like this week is kind of interesting because kelsey's going to come up quite a bit but I don't know that I I would rather have Tyreek as the one one to be honest. Um, no, I think positionally Kelsey just still gives you so much of an advantage. Like it's just I I think Tyreek's a smash, but there's a there's a handful of wide receivers who can you know Adams, Hopkins, you know these guys can can keep pace with them. Where it's just like I guess I'll, I guess Andrews. I guess you can make the argument that Andrews can uh, keep pace with Kelsey, but I still just think positionally uh the tight end edge is just massive because you're getting like an eight to nine point ceiling projection gap between those guys and the next like i it probably should be travis kelsey mark andrews one two as far as efficient adp i think though so i think if you could get tyreek and mark andrews i think that's a pretty good pivot obviously it's a pretty obvious pivot too and it's the bad rose guys we'll talk about of course i'm sure they're streaming later today too or very soon if not um i think they're in a spot like you can make a nice play there. It's going to be a chalky play. You have to get different somewhere else. But I love the idea of having Tyreek and Mark Andrews. And Mark Andrews was so close last week to breaking out of that shitty, shitty tight end week that I just wanted to happen this week so I could feel at least kind of right. Andy's off the injury report too. I still think he was kind of working his way back. This is a this is a nice setup too for the the Ravens this week against the Jags. So I I, I think this could be, and Pat wrote about it in the Fantasy Life newsletter for us, looking at this matchup for Lamar and Andrews and thought that this is kind of a get-right spot for them. So a, a little what? Andrews, Lamar, and then bring it back with either ETN or Christian Kirk. Sounds pretty nice. Yeah, I think we'll we'll see what we have falling here because this room is getting weird. Mahomes and Tua go one, two. Whoa, okay. That is Man, different. It would be, if we could get Kelsey or Tyreek at five, that would be so fun. But it said we're going to get Derrick Henry, which which is also okay, but not quite as sexy. Yeah, this is a pretty nice setup for Derrick Henry this week. Henry or Devontae? I would say, honest, I would do Henry or Eckler. Um, it's a okay. really nice matchup for the Chargers, too. I, I just worry that. that that Tennessee gets thrown on pretty heavily, and this is the start of where things fall apart for uh, for old Derrick Henry, but I'll go there. I'll go there. The Bengals rushing defense isn't good, and it also allows us to set up a mini or, you know, we could either double stack Burrow or we could do just a chase or Higgins. But I say we take Mark Andrews here. Yeah, I think getting a good tight end makes sense to me. I You could talk me into taking Jalen Waddle. That would be nice if you got him a little bit closer to ADP. I don't know that you want to reach for him, but if you don't get Tyreek, I feel like taking Waddle is kind of the way to try to get some piece of this offense if it does go off. And very high total for Miami, as we're going to talk about when we do ride or die picks. Well, I would say my favorite way to get a piece of that offense is Jeff Wilson. I mean, Raheem Mostert hasn't been practicing. Um, and what's his ADP in here right now, Wilson's? Let's see. Jeff Wilson, 
yeah, I think that's a smash. About most most are at thirty six, so he kind of fits the criteria of a guy that's uh, going to be not drafted in every single draft. Yeah, but I don't I don't think Mostert is going to play. Oh, is it okay? I didn't see he was on the injury report. Yeah, you know that's what I just said. He's missed the past two days of practice. Oh, my bad, my bad. Okay, yeah, okay. That's certainly yeah. That would concentrate that workload enough, and Wilson could get there even if they didn't concentrate the workload. But obviously, if Mostert's out, like nobody, they don't like anybody else enough. That clearly, they like Jeff Wilson the most out of everybody anyway. Yeah, we got some options here higgins etn wilson you could also pass on higgins and then try to set up chase um or has chase gone what's it oh no chase already went just went at two six yeah yeah with the q tag man i think i'm i love chase i think i'm higgins over chase though this week i agree i think the hope is that now they're going to be more equal after we finally saw higgins have the outlier day and i think we're in agreement here let's just take t higgins yeah because then we can maybe we'll get etn or wilson uh falling probably not well these guys each have a running back already maybe yeah we should we should also take a burrow right here because we don't get him on the way back lamar's gone right yeah lamar just went okay um i think we should take uh, man i kind of think we should take etn uh the chase guy is gonna take burrow though maybe i think he's definitely gonna take burrow I don't mind like a cheeky backdoor stack. Uh, I, I can go either way. I don't mind. I just feel like this is. Hmm. I, I just think that I think Burrow goes off here because so here's the issue with Tennessee. Tennessee has been really like bad at defending the deep ball, but they muck it up enough in between. Burrow is not going to let that happen. Like he's still going to take his shots. He now gets chased back out there. Like I think Burrow is one of the best plays of the week at QB for the upside. Um, so I don't want to lose him to a guy that's like very obviously going to need a QB with chase. Yeah, no, it's fair. I was saying, I mean, I think sometimes I'm when those quarterbacks who are drafted like all the time in that pocket and just knowing there's gonna be a ton of Higgins for a what? I'm wrong. He drafted Mahomes. He's the one who drafted Mahomes 101. I did because it's so illogical. I didn't think that that occurred. But yes, he took Mahomes, Jamar Chase, and Kittle. So we could have not taken Burrow. Oh God, I forgot that either. I fucked um, up. It's just this has been an illogical draft. So again, we're not badge bros. The badge bros go to the pros. Go to the badge bros pros. Well, and what, but who's next to us with Keenan? So he's probably setting up Herbert. Yeah, you would think. Because yeah, he did not get his uh, Tua with Tyreek. Interesting draft. This honestly feels like a draft where if I didn't pay more attention, we could have built a really sick team. You know, I tried to push you off of Burrow, You did, but... you did. I will fully admit, I cost us the the big prizes that you can get on Underdog Battle Royale, especially even more likely to get them if you use that promo code SPLASH. Uh, no no statistics provided for that one. <laughs> um, all right, let's see what our options are now. I think I probably just want to stay skinny stack with with Burrow. Um, yeah, yeah. Because we if could, we didn't we have could Andrew, do, we'd be talking in a hearst, but I don't. Think we, we could do the it. Kirk bring back instead of Etn. I like that for like if we want to do a mini. I don't think we have to force a mini, um, but I do like Kirk. I also don't. I also think this could be. We should probably. I think we could take one of like McLaurin, Kirk, or Godwin, but then we should probably get a little funky with our last pick. McLaurin probably has the highest upside, but I think Kirk. I like the correlation of Kirk here, and obviously, I think if McLaurin falls, that's kind of. Yeah, I, 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 your choice, Kirk or McLaurin. Let's do Kirk. Okay, cool. Kirk it is. And then let's maybe let's maybe get a little funky for our our last pick. Maybe a guy who's what's uh what's Rashad White's ADP in here? Thirty five point two. He's in that range. 
I, th- I think that feels like a fun one. A guy like, you know, if we get more news about Fournette or something, um, I could see White really moving up over the next 48 hours. Fournette himself is still available, though. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I think both are good picks then. Yeah. Fournette but- might be, the, yeah. Mm. He might be the better pick because he's got the Q tag and he's lower. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. Yeah, let's do Fournette. Hopefully he plays. If he doesn't play, we're boned, but I think that's the kind of play that makes sense. That's how our guy Paul had done so well with uh, taking Josh Allen that week that he was questionable all week. Well, so, and yeah. the, the thing is here, too, is you can just set, assuming Rashad White doesn't get drafted, if you want to set your ranks to put Rashad White up oh, at yeah. the top, and then if Fournette scratches, you just get Rashad. Yeah, good point. So our final team here, Derek Henry, Mark Andrews, C. Higgins, Joe Burrow, Christian Kirk, Leonard Fournette. Solid team. No issue with it. No issue. All right, so let's talk about ride or die picks. And guys, now is the time here after I've waited so patiently this entire stream. Didn't chill one time. It'd be pretty cool if you're enjoying the show, if you subscribe to the channel, if you hit the like button down below, if you left a comment. We do do everything on this channel for you guys. Five days a week of content now, including me really grinding hard in the editing to make sure I'm giving you guys short form stuff and not expecting you to watch an hour show like everybody else in the industry is right now. So uh, please subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, leave a comment. And of course, follow me at Chris Bags, follow Pete at Peter Overset, and follow at Splash Play Pod. But Pete, it is time for Ride or Die picks, and uh, let me get that up on the screen here right now. Um, I don't think it's a, a rollicking success week. I believe we might have tied, actually, but let's see. Right, here we go. We got a record here on the year. I've got 31 wins. Pete has 24. My points are at 294. Pete's are at 224, so still a firm 70-point lead. We tied in week 11, Pete. So uh, right now on the year, I have one win, two win, three wins, four wins, five wins. You have one, two, three, four. So we are five, four, and two on our records on the year. Yeah, and I don't care about the record. It's It's about total points for me. Um, in, and I'm just, I'm saying that even though I'm getting crushed in total points, because first year you tried to push like the individual record bullshit and I had to push back on that. And now I have to sleep in the bed that I made. So last week, let's see what we did right. And what we did wrong on this one, as I try to shrink the screen into a reasonable size, we got uh Drake London, William, uh, winning Millie maker lineup. That didn't happen. The ones that did happen though, Daniel Jones outscores Saquon Barkley by five plus points. You got that one, right? Uh, what did I get right? Because I think we might have gotten those things. No, I got right. The game total under 26 in the Jets Patriots game. So that was an ugly one. Killed that one. TJ Hawkinson outscores Justin Jefferson by 1.5 plus DK points. Pete got that one right. Definitely a bold take. I got T Higgins in the million winning million. Um, oh boy. Winning million maker lineup. Sorry guys. Uh, that one was correct. And that was it for us. We got two right here, but each week, Pete, we've gotten one, right? So we're doing our job. We're coming in with the hot takes. We're getting them right. Are you ready for week 12? Are you ready to give people the rules of this silly little game of ours? Yes, this is ride or die. Every single game we go through, we give a hot take pick. It doesn't necessarily have to be a hot take, but shoot or shoot. If you do something that has, you know, say a sub 10% chance or lower uh, of happening, you can get 10 points for that. If it's more of like a 33% chance, that's a three-pointer. And if it's just kind of a 50-50 coin flip, it is a one-pointer. But the art in the magic of this segment is in the negotiation and Spags and I trying to pull fast ones over on each other. So let's start it out right now with Tampa Bay, 22.8 implied points. Cleveland, 19.8 implied points. So Tampa Bay, three-point favorite here. Not the highest total heading into Cleveland in this one. Uh, but Pete, what do you want? I'll let you go first. Hmm. Let's do, I mean, we got to, I got to do something with Rashad White. Um, can you give me Rashad White 
outscores Nick Chubb by what, what's the gap in projection you have for them? Uh, so right now, Stochastic has Fournette at 11.3 and White at 11.8. Obviously, if, if Fournette would go out, that would certainly concentrate White's projection more. Chubb is at 14.4. So about a three, yeah, a two and a half point projection difference. Um, let's give me Rashad White outscores Chubb by seven for a 10 pointer. Uh, okay, that's fair. Um, what about Fournette outscores Chubb by 10? By 10? Yep. I said by seven, but yours can be by 10. Go for it. Oh, no, wait, no, by seven. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, well, net 10, but by seven. Yeah, go for it. Okay, done. Baltimore, 23.5 implied points. Jacksonville, 20 implied points. Again, this is a really good matchup on paper for Mark Andrews going against the Jacksonville tight end defense, which is 32nd in the league, giving up a 34% DVOA boost. So I will be heavily on Mark Andrews at 10% ownership. But Pete, what do you want? No, you go. We got to alternate. I went first okay, last fine, time. Then. Now you go. Mark Andrews, Millie Maker winning lineup. Okay. Um, that seems like uh, a safe one. I <laughs> will. Just clock him into your lineups. It's a safe play. I mean, I'm going to be clocking him into mine. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. I will do. Let's see. Let me leverage this. Let me, let me try to leverage this. Um, Marcus Robinson. <laughs> what's the gap in projection you have for Mark Andrews to Christian Kirk? Mark Andrews, 16.9. Kirk, 13.9. Okay, so I'll do Kirk outscores Andrews by seven. Okay, that works. Classic 10-point spread differential. The, the new ride-or-die meta has become that. And honestly, I think that's one that's been actually helpful for like plays, so it works out for everybody. It really does. Front, fun for the whole family. Cincinnati, 23.3 implied points. Tennessee, 20.3 implied points. Maybe a lowish total in this one, so it kind of feels like a potential slog game. Uh, but Pete, it's your turn to go first. Yeah, what, what's the over-under on this game? 43.5. I think this ends up being a gross game. I'm going to take under 33.5. I'm going to go the other way. Over 53.5. Fish. <laughs> yeah, honestly, maybe, but I like the shot. Denver, 18.8 implied points. Carolina, 17.3 implied points. The Sam Darnold experience back in Carolina. And uh, oof, not the spot to be doing it against Denver's D. <sighs> Is this the week, Pete, that Cortland Sutton goes off? <laughs> you tell me. Oh, I hate Cortland Sutton so much. Yeah. Um how about Marlon Mack scores more points in this game than Melvin Gordon did at any point this year? Well, tell me what that number was. Uh, let's see. I'd have Can't to pull just be up throwing here. out crazy <laughs> I shit. I have Melvin Gordon numbers in front of my eyes all the time. Uh, here, let me. I'm gonna look it up on. I just I have the box score up on DraftKings. So he had he had a 16.5 point game. Sure, I'll give you 10 points if Marlon Mack has more than 16.5 points. Okay. Done. And it's worth pointing out, too, this is your Denver backfield now. Latavius Murray, Marlon Mack, it is not good. Pete, your turn. Yeah, let's do um, let's do something fun. Let's just have a little fun for once in our life. What, what do you have for Latavius Murray's projection? 12.1. Man, it's too, <laughs> it's too much to say he goes under 2.1 fantasy <laughs> points. I can't do that. Um, if Marlon Mack goes off, tell me, tell, come on, because you know, under 2.1, that's, 
that's more than a 10 pointer. <laughs> that would be he me, basically just like died in the first. <laughs> tell, tell me what under on Latavius Murray's fantasy points for a 10 pointer. Uh, so like he doesn't get a touchdown. He doesn't get like more than 10 yards. I feel like so like seven, I think is fair. Eight. Or what, ha- yeah, let's do. Okay. Less than seven and a half fantasy points for Latavius okay. Murray. I'll accept that. I don't know if that's a 10 pointer, but I'll accept it. Honestly, it's such a narrow margin. He's been getting all the work. Like I think that's that actually probably is a 10 pointer. Um, Atlanta, 18.3 implied points. Washington, 22.3 implied points. Taylor Heineke, officially the starting QB. He also buys Jordan's Pete every week when he beats a team. He buys Jordan's in their color, which is honestly kind of sick. Like I Taylor Heineke is not the most talented player in the world, but boy, I could see how he really grew on that locker room. Um, this is, this is the kind of catnip for you, Spag, just a story like this, that you can just push this narrative. You, you eat this shit up. Well, it's just like, I, a, I like Jordan's like, I, I don't have a ton of, I have like less than five overall, but it's just fun that he's like collecting scalps from the teams that he beats in <laughs> color. Jordan's like, that's pretty sick by Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Now that you put it that way, uh, I do like it. I'm going to do, I'm going to do a classic Millie maker, Antonio Gibson in the winning Millie Maker lineup, gets loose for a couple big runs against the Falcons. All right. So I did not expect Brian Robinson to be 33% owned last week. I don't think he's going to be that this week after what happened. But I'll take a leverage against it and say, um, well, so I, I see the projection difference, Pete, as 4.2 right now. So Brian yeah. Robinson outscores Antonio Gibson by six. Is that a 10-pointer? Yeah, it's a good one by you. Um but I'll give you it. Okay, thank you. Also, Andy saying Spags is getting soft. No, I'm getting, I'm having a great run here, and I just want Pete to come along for the ride. I want us to have fun on this show. You know, we can nickel and dime each other all day, but <laughs> we're supposed day, to have fun on that. I didn't know that was one of our yeah. um, missions. <laughs> we want to have fun here. together. We want to get to the get to the pay oh, window wow. together, Pete. We want to it's a community <laughs> here. <laughs> what pay window? <laughs> I got to the pay, I got to the eighty dollar pay window yesterday, Pete, because I didn't play more than three bills. Unfortunately, did not take that to a strong enough take position, but it was good. Yesterday wasn't bad. I was in the hunt for the milli for a while. No, it, you're that take aged pretty well. I mean, what Allen, Allen Diggs, and McKenzie were the three you wanted, right? Yeah, but they didn't get there. It was just Bills D in the winning lineup. I still think the offer has Bills. Yeah, but yeah, because yeah. Mac Jones ended up like the Mac Jones Aguilar. Ended up, no, it was uh, Kirk. It was Kirk with Jefferson, but still at Aguilar. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So anyway, it was, it was close, but I, you know, at the end of the day, like, I think that's what you can do for builds and for what it's worth on fantasy country this week. I think a lot of people will be pairing Tyreek and Tua and then also a lot of Garrett Wilson will sneak his way in. So, you know, tr- take two out of those three guys and not all of them. Um, Houston, 16.5 implied points, Miami, 30.5 implied points. I want to go first in this one. And I'm curious if you'll allow this as a 10 pointer. Cause it, it's like a, a hot take, but I don't know if it's hot enough compared to how you perceive these things. I think Tyree kill puts up 200 receiving yards. Yeah, that's a 10 pointer. Okay, good. Okay, good. Cause I, he might I mean, not be the winning millimaker lineup, even if he gets 200 receiving yards. No, he would. Right. Because if he gets 200 receiving yards, one, it's probably like a minimum of like six catches. So right there, that's nine points because he's getting the bonus too. So that's 29 points. And that doesn't even include getting in the end zone, which if he puts up 200, he's almost for sure getting in the end zone one. So you're looking at like a 35 plus point day. Uh, I would have, I would be shocked if that didn't end up in the Millie maker lineup, but, but I, you chalk 8,600 though. Like it's possible. That's true. I guess it, it, it all depends on the rest of the slate, but yeah, I'll, I'll give you the 10 on, on plus 200. Okay, cool. Um, what do you see the projection gap between, uh, Jeff Wilson and Tyreek Hill? What do you have it at? 
Oh boy. Uh, it's, it's just under 10. It's nine and a half. All right. Jeffrey Wilson outscores Tyreek Hill. Wow. I didn't know you became a full blown Jeff Wilson convert. Now you've been playing him a little, enjoying the results, but boy, you're, you're tasting the forbidden fruit here. What, what? I didn't know you're out on Jeff Wilson. What's there not to like? <laughs> I'm not out on him. I just think that like this team will pass first and then run second um, in this particular matchup, at least. And in general too. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I think he's going to be, he's going to be the guy to get steamed up. Like I think Jeff Wilson will be a, like a 25, 30% play and usually hate Luckily, those Luckily ownership doesn't matter at Ryder die specs. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're not going to play Jeff Wilson in like the spy. Well, we'll have to see how things shake out. You know me, Spags. I just kind of play the best plays and let the chips fall how they may. Chicago, 16.3 implied points. The Jets, 22.3 implied points. As Pete talked about earlier, Justin Fields' status up in the air. Not Zach Wilson's status not up in the air. He's no longer starting. It's Mike White's season here. Uh, what do you want in this game, Pete, which has a, get a shockingly low 38.5 over under? Under 28.5. It feels like this total to me, like as it is right now, kind of screams Fields not playing. Um, uh, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, when you look though, across at some of the totals, hmm, yeah, you're probably right. It's, it's probably middling it, right? It's kind of like that week where it was uncertain if Josh Allen was going to play in the line versus Minnesota, like kind of hovered where it wasn't like definitive. If he was in, it would have jumped up to like seven or eight. If he was out, it would have gone down to closer to like a pick or whatever. To me, it feels like it's middling the uncertainty. Yeah, that's fair. It, it's come down five and a half points throughout the week. So that's worth pointing out as well. Um, I'll say Garrett Wilson winning Miller Maker winning lineup. I think he's a really good play. He's going to come up too easy on an optimizer, but I think this is the week that Mike White finds him, feeds him hard, and I think he gets there. All right, feeds him hard. Clip it. Mm, 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 little baby bird. Don't no, stop. <laughs> I should have never. <laughs> Chargers 25.5 implied points. The Arizona fighting Kyler Murray is 22.5 implied points. Uh, I guess I'm due to go first in this one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Arizona. Oof. Is Mike Williams going to play? I don't think so. He, okay, he's he in missed the practice yesterday. Yeah. Yikes. Um, Trey McKitty over eight fantasy points. <laughs> Is that a 10 pointer? What the fuck? Where you come up with this shit? Um, I see him projected for three points. So, so you, Trey McKitty over got, 13. Over 13, which basically yep. is does, I mean, even if he scores a touchdown, he still might not get there. 20-yard touchdown, yeah, I'll give you that. I'll okay, give it to you. I accept it. I'd, I think it's a good tight end matchup, and I think they defend receivers well, so I don't know. That's just where, that's where my heart went, Pete. Can't help it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Let's see. Can I get a 10-pointer for, hmm, I want to, man, what do I want to do? I, I, I always love shorting James Conner. Um, how about this? Can I get 10 points if any non-Austin Eckler Chargers running back outscores James Conner? Yeah, I think that's fair. There's nobody else meaningfully involved enough, so that seems fair. Yeah, I think I'm probably getting it in bad there, but it's an ideological play about how much I dislike James Conner. Yeah, at a certain point, you got to think they got to give Spiller more work or whoever, anybody more work just to keep. I think Spiller has quietly become the uh, the true backup there. Sony Michelle getting phased out a bit. And in, in your version, initial version of the Black Friday thing, I think like he would have been a good Black Friday buy low and just hope that he gets yeah. there. But yeah, for week 17. He, he um, could be how we're. Yeah, I mean, he's 
he's not going to get the like Rashad White thing where he could just like outplay Leonard Fournette. I mean, Austin Eckler's playing incredible. But if Eckler went down, man, I think Spiller would be a smash. Vegas, 21.8 implied points. Seattle, 25.8 implied points. Worth pointing out, a lot of chalk in this game. Kenneth Walker would be one of the chalkiest running backs on DraftKings. Also good ownership going Josh Jacobs' way, Devontae Adams' way. Of course, people chasing those big box scores for those guys. Uh, but what do you want in this one, Pete? Yeah, if that's where all the ownership is, man, I am I love the Seattle pass catchers here. Give me a DK Metcalf winning Millie Maker lineup. That's smart. Um but not as smart as Tyler Lockett, Millie Maker winning lineup. <laughs> I can't wait till we uh, both get there when the Geno doubles ship. Oh, the G- honestly, the Geno doubles are going to be really helpful for the DK Millie for me <laughs> in best fall. Like it's it's going to hurt so bad. But we're not like I was looking at some of the lineups last night, and like we are very live with Geno stacks. <laughs> that Sick. you that you got bullied into selecting as a bit to the bit. Well, I think stream. I took a couple organically too, but yes, I did get bullied on one stream. And I think this one of the teams is definitely a team I drafted on stream. You love it. You love Thanks. to see it. Ugh, resentful. LA, okay. LA Rams, 13.5 implied points. I think this is officially the lowest single team implied total of the season with uh, Bryce Hopkins expected to go in again at QB. No Cooper Cup, obviously. Uh, no Darrell Henderson. He was waived. Oh, boy, I don't even, I guess I'll go first here, but. Um, Juju's gonna be back. He's is it? He's back. Yeah, I think so. He's trending. He's trending in the right direction. Um, I'll take Juju. Uh, I see a thirteen point one projection. Can I get him for twenty three point one over? Say that again. You twenty over twenty three point one. Yes. Um. Sure. I'll give it to you. Oh, um. Spirit of giving. Can I get the top six scoring players in this game? Not five. Top six are LA Raker in defense. <laughs> yeah. For five thousand points. Um, are the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll give it to you. We haven't done one in a while. Let's see how it works this year. <laughs> Top six. Well, normally when when it was really sneaky was five. Six is legit very hard to hit. Six is hard to hit. I especially with Hopkins being you know, mobile enough and the running back targets or running back touches being concentrated. It's gonna be tough, but I think it's very live in this game, at least with what the Vegas total is saying. Can I tell you that? So looking at that, the, the ETR projections, seven of the top eight are Chiefs. <laughs> but Bryce Perkins is the third highest projected in the game. So, Perk, that, Do you think Perkins is going to be good? Because I kind of feel like he might be the answer for this short-term period. Like, they're not going to win enough to make the playoffs or be good. But, like, he can run, and, like, he did well in preseason. Like, I'm kind of intrigued to see what he does. Yeah. I mean, now that you say it, I wonder... Like, could you talk yourself into like a Perkins? I don't know how you would do it. It'd probably be like Perkins, Kelsey, Higby, something like that. I would go A Rob or Jefferson over those guys, but I think, yeah, yeah you, you talk me into it for like, yeah, you know, one or two shares. All right. There it is. There's your Galbraith play of the week. Bryce Perkins on the road. I mean, the thing is, is at 5,000 and they're going to be down the entire game. Like, if he runs a little bit, like, he can pretty easily get to 20 points in this spot. I don't know if you're as big of an Any Given Sunday fan as I am, the the movie from many years ago, but Willie Beeman vibes from Bryce Perkins is what I'm feeling. Wow. He comes in, he's the talk of the town, LA loves him, he's on TMZ. Like, can you not imagine that world? I, I could see it. All right. 
I like it. We're calling it shot. I love how both of us went in the other direction, but have now talked ourselves into a Bryce Perkins fueled Rams upset. Well, I saw in the, the ship chasing dynasty league, somebody took Perkins and I was like, fuck, like I, I needed a QB to give me anything. Cause I, I did draft Sam Ellinger, which did not work out obviously before we knew he was going to start. And then Perkins being in there, like uh, Perkins is sneaky, pick him up in your leagues. I think give him a shot. He might be terrible, but he's one of those guys. There's not a lot of guys left who are actually worth a flyer. It's basically him and Mike white at this point. Um, yeah. New Orleans, 16.8 implied points. San Francisco, 26.3 implied points at home. Um, I'll let you go first because I don't really know what this game feels like. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can get excited about on New Orleans is Chris Olave. Um, let's see, what should I do with Olave? How about this? Can I get a 10-pointer for... A 10-pointer for Olave outscoring the highest San Francisco scorer. So whether that's CMC, Kittle, Ayuk, whatever. Um, if a lot, I, So I guess what I'm basically saying, if Olave is the highest scoring player in the game, but I don't want to muck it up with Kamara or whatever. So I'm just saying Olave outscores, not combined, but any of the CMC, or, uh, the San Francisco players. Yeah, I'll give that to you. I think that's okay. that's actually not unreasonable. Um, but I am going to go to the other way. Would you give me a 10-pointer for Andy Dalton, three or more interceptions? Three interceptions, yeah. Yeah, okay, take it. And then Sunday night football, we got Green Bay and Philadelphia. Pete's, of course, the standard here is to pick a showdown winning captain. Who would you have it being for this game in Philly with a 19.8 implied total for Green Bay and 26.3 for the Eagles? Um, I guess I'll take Jalen Hurts, but I don't feel strongly about it. Okay. Uh, I will go. Yeah, it is probably hurts. Um, uh -uh. Honestly, man. You know, they play man a lot. I'll take AJ Brown. Shout out winning captain. All right. Grown ass right. man. <laughs> he is a grown ass man. He is. Uh, he, I'm sure the Eagles fans are going to bring that energy too. going against like, this could be the burial of Aaron Rodgers. by the way. Like we're now getting close to like, just call him off for the year and just like put Jordan love out there. Maybe one more week, but like, on national TV, like this could be an absolute embarrassment, potentially. Yeah, I could see it in a little bit of a, a glass of uh, cold water poured on all of the Christian Watson enthusiasm. Hard to imagine him keeping his touchdown streak alive in this spot. Yeah, one of the best opposing pass off uh, defenses for Philadelphia is what they're going to be going against. Uh, giant decreases in DVOA, minus 23% uh, passing DVOA for the Philadelphia Eagles. Pete, what are the plugs here? Of course, you're going to go hit Sirius XM in about five minutes, right? Or seven minutes? Yeah, you know, a, a lot of people taking Black Friday off. You know, us content creators, you know, people don't understand our plight. Got to go do two hours of radio. Going to do the GPP show with JM to win at 2 p.m. So, you know, we're just out here grinding, man. Grind never stops. Can't stop, won't stop. So make sure you are following Pete and his grind at Peter Rovers at follow me at Chris Bags. Of course, subscribe to the channel here again. Monday through Thursday is going to be more short form stuff on here. I'm going to try to really get to the meat and potatoes of uh, the showdown slates in particular and make it so you guys don't have to waste a lot of time getting all the information that I think will actually help you build better lineups. So please hang around for that stuff. And again, follow me at Chris Bags. Follow up Peter Rovers at follow at Splash Play Pod. We will be back with you guys live again next week. So enjoy your weekends and good luck out there. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you